Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Mindset Nebula, where we discuss all things design, technology, and SAP. Um, tonight, we have several special guests. We have Paul Moderman, formerly of Mindset and now Chief Nerd at Bodart Consulting. Hi, everyone. Hey, Paul. Welcome back. Thank you. We've got Lars Peterson from Heliconia Labs. Um, he's the creator of ABAP Git, among other things. So we're really excited to have Lars on today. <clears throat> Lars. Hey, Lars. Lars, Lars. Hello. What is the origin, what is the origin of the name of Heliconia Labs? Oh, oh, yeah. So um, oh, that's a long story. Uh, okay. But, but I like a... Uh, like, uh, I like green plants, and it's it's a type of uh, of a family of flowers that is called a heliconia. Okay, great. Short story. Cool. That was a long story, dude. Oh my god. Very the long. Reason, very long. The reason I asked was like one of my favorite sci-fi series is Isaac Asimov's Foundation series, and the main character Hari Seldon comes from a planet called Helicon. So I thought, yeah. well, maybe ours is like a sci-fi nerd or whatever, but never mind. You're just a plant nerd. Okay. Coming soon to Apple TV Plus near you. <laughs> um, <laughs> we've got our, our our regular, Yelena Perfilieva. Hey, Yelena. Hi, everyone. And from Mindset in India, Ashwin Dute. Hello, everyone. Hey, Ashwin. Thanks hey, Ashwin. for joining us. And I'm Ethan Jewett. So... I think we should get started. Our topic tonight is code review. And, um, you know, we've got a lot of ABAPers here, but some UI5 people and people from outside of people who work on things outside of the SAP world from time to time. So uh, code review is something that as developers, we, we do a lot of um, in a lot of different ways. And I think everybody's got an opinion about what it, um, what code review is, <laughs> what it's for, what the purpose is. You know, we thought maybe we could kind of just go around and get everybody's ideas of um, what we're actually talking about tonight to start out with. We can just go from left to right on my screen. So, Elena, do you want to kick it off? Sure. Uh, so, for me, code review in its ideal form, it's uh, someone probably, hopefully, better qualified than me reviewing my code and making suggestions how I can do better. But um, unfortunately, in reality, it's sometimes more of a tool of oppression, I, I, would, I would say, and, and the, and the chan chance for someone to get back at me to, to previously saying something about them. So that, that wraps it up for me. I, ideal versus reality. There we go. The, uh, Yelena is a, is a proponent of the blameful postmortem. <laughs> Yep. Um, Ashwin, how about you? So for me, um, so all this while, uh, the code review has been like, uh, it's not only about thorough check of the code, what we have written to know the code quality. I think for me, it's been like more of a learning. So when you look at code review process, the outcome is always, you know, it's giving, a, giving you a clear direction. Uh, like you go back, do homework, and in order to, incorporate those review comments you must you know learn and that that will help uh, you know by you know indirectly it will allow you to follow all standard design guidelines design principles and all the best practice so i think it's more of uh, learning uh, it will help you to understand uh, you know different perspective when your buddies review the code um, you know it's more of learning uh, along mm -hmm. with refining of the code uh, in a in a periodic manner, uh, 
I think it's for me it's more of learning. Yeah, really key, really key concept in code review. Um, Lars. So as you said, Ethan, we do a lot of reviewing um, when, when doing <laughs> a development, right? Uh, but at least uh, in my experience during my last many years of doing ABAP, there's not really been a lot of uh, reviewing because reviewing has really been difficult. So, so I've been in projects where I send an email off to someone and then, then they send an email back. Um, and then it gets stuck and everybody forgets what the actual status is of the, of the review. Oh, I forget to send an email if I know my code is bad. Okay, I'll forget to send an email, right? <laughs> <laughs> I've been in, uh, in projects also where we share a Word document somewhere or put something into Excel and, and doing code reviews in Excel is just... Uh, uh, very interesting because Excel and pasting ABAP code into Excel or something like that, it's just an um, um, interesting experience. Do the Gross. tabs go into different columns? Yuck. Is that how it works? I've never actually tried that before. <laughs> Lars, Lars, I just like I just puked in a bucket beside my desk. Yeah. That's terrible. <laughs> Ugh. This is this is what inspired in Lars to invent tools yeah microsoft tools or uh, well um yeah so i don't think so typically i don't think there's been a lot of reviewing from my perspective going on at least in the uh, ABAP uh, universe but hopefully sometime in the future things will change right um, yeah. and yeah so, so i actually do code reviews so uh, so i think one thing is uh, accountability as uh, as yelena mentioned um and it's, it's easy, easier said than done. It, it's not really steps. a blame game. It's accountability <laughs> where you actually share the accountability with multiple people because the code review at least has two people, right? So in the old days, uh, before, if, if you're not doing any code review, then there's one developer or might be just one developer. And that yeah. is the developer to blame. And, and that developer might be in office or out of office or on a different project or, or whatever. But at least if you do review then there's at least two people having looked at the code right so so and if, if it's taken serious then you can actually actually ask both people what does this code do what is the design and everything so, and and that also fosters the uh, the learning experience so looking at code mm -hmm. that somebody else writes you can actually learn a lot about uh, the ABAP language or whatever language and there's always another feature in ABAP. I find new features in ABAP every day after. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And make sure that the code follows the development guidelines. Yes. Uh, but I think from my perspective, one of the things also to be checked is to check yeah. that the code actually does what it's supposed to do, which is, is much more difficult than actually following a white space yeah. to, uh, to guidelines. But at least... Every time there is a review, it's an attempt to to move it in a better direction, right? Great, Paul. You want to bring us home? What, what is it? <clears throat> let me let me give you let me give you like a pithy little thing to just bring it home. All right. I think code review is, and I'll go further, but like code review is leveling up. Okay, and it's leveling up your knowledge. It's leveling up your reviewers' knowledge. It's leveling up your team's documentation. It's leveling up the quality of your system. It's leveling up the stability of your system. It's leveling up like it's it's part of the whole package. And I say that <laughs> knowing that in a great many projects I've worked on, 
code review has like just not happened. You know what I mean? Like it just, that's the reality. Like at, yep. I can tell you when it does, it's amazing. And you do get a better, you get a better thing out of it, but it also doesn't always happen kind of, unfortunately, I guess. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So, so code review is one, one way to do this. And there are also other ways, right? So like uh, doing a, collaborative programming and mob programming and stuff like this to actually avoid the code review. Um, but I, I'm not that uh, smart just yet, at least. <laughs> yeah, I think that, that, I mean, if we look at the, if we look at the, the goals of code review, and I think everybody just talked about several different ones, but, but, but learning and knowledge sharing and shared ownership and, and improving both the, the code base and your system as well as yourself, um, there are a lot of different different sort of methods that are in some ways similar that allow us to get there, right? And you know, all the way going all the way back to like XP and, and pair programming, and all the way through like what we have for um, sort of modern code review practices based on pull requests and 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 reviewing sort of just the change set of the code. There are all these different ways to manage that and to kind of have that oversight and that shared ownership and and learn from code. Hey, Ethan, Paul. Having having sat in the chair you sit in as kind of emceeing things every now and again, I want to hold your feet to the fire and have you answer the question too. What is didn't what is I just do review? that? Kind of. <laughs> I don't know. It was kind of it was kind of meandery. Like it wasn't. It was like a lot of things. Right, but yeah, tell fair. us, tell us your now. Bring it really home. Bring. It I mean, home what's it? Like, what's it for? Yeah. Um, I, I what is think, what is code review? Yeah. I mean, a- answer the question that we all answered. Fair enough. Um, so I think the goal of code review is to is to learn and to improve our own capabilities as well as um, as well as to some extent to like establish kind of the shared ownership of the code base um, so that we have backups and that kind of thing. I don't think that it is very useful for doing technical checks and making sure that like your your spacing is correct and that kind of thing. Um, it's it's got to be more higher level and conceptual um, in, in terms of going through and making sure that you know this works out like it's supposed to, that we all learn something from it, that we all identify some places where it could improve whether or not we actually are going to do that, but so that we know that next time we can you know do it differently. Um, so that's what I think its role is. I think the way that it's implemented in many places is very suboptimal and tends to disincentivize that that good role and incentivize um, the sort of bad role where we're nitpicking and making and like stopping work because you know somebody used the wrong hungarian notation uh prefix or something like that um this is this is a thing that like this this bugs me about like well probably a lot of things but developers is like my thing is, and it's a code of view and other things too, is lose the ego, right? <laughs> that you're, you are not your code. You know what I mean? Like if somebody's like, hey, bro, you know, your variables are named crap. Just fix it and move on. Like that's, that's the point of what's going on here. Lose the ego. I think there, there's a lot of good recommendations how to uh, actually perform code, good code reviews. So, so putting in a comment like, uh, like the example you're, you're uh, your variables are named crap, right? Or <laughs> something it is is a is a is a toxic way to start doing code review, and that, that's why I got that example, of course. Um, so so when when doing any kind of code review and and 
and feedback. I think it's important always to to phrase it in such a way. So can these variables be named better, right? Um, yeah. It's, it's a different phrase, uh, at least from my perspective. I try to always phrase it in a way where every, every I, uh, everyone can be wrong or right, right? So, so there might be a big story behind these variables being named in the way that they actually are. Um, that's not, just not taken into account, right? Um, and <laughs> this is a clean method. <laughs> Lars, I'm going to create a bunch of PRs for all your open source stuff, and all I'm going to do is put in comments that criticize your 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 naming. That's all I'm going to do. Just saying. So okay. <laughs> yeah, but, but it, it gets back to one of the, one of my notes here is that uh, I think a basis for performing code reviews uh, is actually to uh, to try to communicate the expectations uh, of this code. Uh, so um, taking some of the open source projects that I have, there, there is there is a standard that we do Hungarian no notation, right? Hungarian notation might be bad or it might be good. That's a different discussion and very interesting. Is, there is no discussion. <laughs> <laughs> but but the convention for this project, some of the projects is that, okay, you have to do this. And, and one of the things that I value is more consistency throughout the code base, actually getting a common feeling when reading through an open source project um, and and the expectations might change. So next year it might change to, okay, we remove all the Hungarian notation. Okay, that's cool. Okay, let's do that then. Um, but yeah, communicate the expectations. Uh, so write a uh, development guideline telling, okay, uh, you should do uh, object-oriented programming every now and then, sometimes, mm -hmm. right? Uh, or try towards doing object-oriented programming. Um, and as Ethan got got a bit into, so so checking white space, white space is very dear to my heart. Um, but I think there's also a distinction between uh, manual code review and automated code review. So um, from my perspective, the most value is the manual part. Um, but all the all the um, all the things that can be automated do that before the, the manual the manual part because computers are very good at checking white space. Humans will just uh, spend too much time checking white space. Yeah. Indeed, they will, absolutely. Um, something that I've actually found really interesting over the last, um, for ABAP specifically, but for it'll, it would work for anything over the last year, that for me has had the same effect, I think, as code reviews, um, normally have has been actually reading the um, the issue discussions and change uh, and change sets for the ABAP clean code style guide um, because there are some extremely like in-depth and interesting discussions there around um, how we ought to do method calls how we ought to structure methods um, some really interesting performance discussions around uh, sort of obscure ways of accessing tables um, and things like that. You know, should you use field symbols? Should you use pointers? Should you like, should you use them in a particular way in particular situations? And it's been exactly the kind of learning that you should get out of a code review process, I think, where, where, where it's this sort of Socratic method. Like, is there a different way we could do this? Is there a reason you did it that way? Are you sure that the, that the performance impact here is what we expect it to be? Well, let's go test it. Um, 
that's you know I think that's sort of the 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 pinnacle of what a code review should be talking about. Yeah, and and also looking looking at the style guide repository, I think one of the things that we can learn from uh, from looking at the style guide is that all of it is very transparent, uh, so you can actually see what is happening uh, in the style guide repository. Where that that's actually quite difficult in a standard uh, ABAP setup. Yeah. So so having visibility to to actually what is changed um, is a prerequisite from my perspective to do um, to to do uh, code reviews or follow along. Right? Is doing code reviews something you guys like doing? Yeah. Lars yeah. says yes. Yeah. Depends. Video, yeah. I learned something. How about new uh, Yelena and Ashwin? Do you do you like them? Yeah. Um. Uh, no. No. <laughs> Because it's been difficult, uh, so like uh, all of you mentioned, uh, it's very difficult to uh, propagate that comments and get that incorporated. Uh, it's very tough uh, task. So I usually stay away, try to stay away from uh, doing review. Uh, instead, go for a review. Uh, if, if I'm being honest, mm -hmm. I don't enjoy either being on receiving or getting a code review site. Um, I actually thought about code reviews unexpectedly in a completely unrelated context. I, I had to do a medical diagnostic test recently and tests came back completely clean. But with the results, there was a note that uh, the test was reviewed by, by one doctor and then another doctor had a note. I reviewed the results by previous doctor and I concur with, with their decision. And I thought about, well, this is kind of like a code review, but for doctors. So, and that that obviously notes uh, made me feel more confident in the results. It's not just someone makes a mistake and misdiagnoses you um, accidentally. So what is different between uh, medicine and simple diagnostic tests and programming? And I think the major difference here is that programming is more art than science sometimes the evidence yeah. is not always there. If you look like it's at x-ray, I mean, either your bone is broken or it's not really, you, you might miss it, you might miss something there, but there is physical evidence of something. While looking at the code, it sometimes can easily turn into the war of opinions. Well, I think it's better to use field symbol. No, you should use like reference variable. No, 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 that's, we, we can still, you can just, just as well use completely um, you know, work area structure that works just as fine and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to, to, hear, to hear what you think about how code review can go wrong and um, how we can um, make it go better. I think part of where it often goes wrong in, in our world is that it's happening at the wrong time and in the wrong place. So, yeah. I, so on a lot of projects, I think code review is sort of one step in the deployment process and it's happening at a time when we're when you're kind of desperate to get things moved ahead instead of at a time when you're a little more relaxed and it's not in the critical path um, and so and so in, it, I think it would behoove us all to instead to like identify when that is happening and when people are just trying to like push through the code review process instead of actually sit down and, and really do it and have time to do it um, and instead move it either earlier or later. 
it's totally fine if your goal is learning and and you know shared ownership and that kind of thing to do your code review after the code is in production. You know, it, it's if that's the goal, then there's nothing that has to happen before the code hits production. There, right? If your goal is correctness uh, uh, and you know making sure that malicious bugs or inadvertent bugs aren't slipping through, then yes, you do have to do that first. But you know, those could be two separate discussions. Um, and so you could you could limit things in that way. So from my perspective, code review should be done before going into production. Um, and yeah, code reviews can be very tough uh, sometimes, um, but it's even more tough uh, sometimes and much more trouble if something bad goes into production, right? Of course, everything is not found in a code review, right? So bugs will go to production no matter what, but it's, in my opinion, one of the best tools that we have that can actually try to eliminate some of the bad bugs uh, before production. So it's tough, yeah, but it's also to, to, to help trying to avoid even tougher things moving on, right? Regarding the desperate to move ahead, yeah, so pushing everything to the last minute, yeah, and be very reliant on the uh, on the having the code review done fast. Yeah, then then you're not really doing an agile <laughs> setup. But I guess that's uh, for a uh, right. for a different, you're not you're not really doing it. Yeah, <laughs> for a different uh, uh, discussion, right? But also, I think as a as the as a lead developer on some projects, I'll actually try to keep track of the developments uh, from the beginning, right? Um, so just even though the code is not done. Uh, 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 have a look at the code where it's moving um, because it some of some of the changes might have several weeks of work having having to do a code review on that in just an hour or two saying okay please rework everything that, that's very tough right so it's also a possibility for uh, whoever is doing the review to actually try to take a look at the code every now and then during the development phase to try to avoid a big uh, big task in the end. Yeah, I think as much as possible, we should like to use the parlance to shift it left, right? Um, which is, you know, some of the point of like of things like XP, where we we do the code review as we're coding, essentially, um, in that in that scenario. But you know, using good, yeah, I, I would agree. Using good tools, it's actually a lot easier to keep an eye on things as they're going on, um, um, assuming we've got practices in place that actually <laughs> allow us to do that. I have. So Yelena's question was, what's good and what's broken, essentially, right? Um, I So for myself, I've always had the best experience, the more collegial it is, where, you know, if I'm, if I'm reviewing somebody's code, they give me a two-minute, like, here's all the things I touched, and this is the flow. And then I get to go, like, dive deep. And like nitpick and like, oh, this is, what is that? Oh, what's going on? What is that? WTF all over the place, right? Um, and then and then come back with that. And then the discussion is like, the discussion is, because we had that two minute thing at the beginning that established us as two human beings producing and reviewing code, that it just becomes like almost, I, I hate, I don't know, maybe I don't hate this, but like, it becomes like a touchy feely emotional thing. And I like that. You know what I mean? Like I like being friends and colleagues with people and not just here's code monkey. A here's code monkey B 
right? Review this one and send it back, right? I like the I like the collegiality of it. So when when that is present, oh, give me that all over the place. When that is absent, oh, screw that. I don't want to do it. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think there I think there are formats basically that can make it work um, and make it work yeah. well. And like that approach is one of them where you establish that that relationship up front, right? Um, there are formats for feedback, like what Lars talked about, where we don't um, make statements about the quality of the code. We ask questions about it, for example. Um, and you could institute that as a rule. Like the, this is the format that our code reviews take. That we we ask questions and we discuss. Um, and you know that kind of thing would sure go a long way in some in some situations. Um, it, it's not everybody adopts that sort of uh, humane approach. Yeah, I, I fear that some IT manager either listens to our podcast uh, or read some article about the code review and they're like, oh, fellas, fellas, we need to institute code review. It's going to solve all of our programming problems and they, then they do it. And it's awful because there is no collegiate feeling that Paul just mentioned. So it becomes either simple rubber stamping among people who don't care, don't know, yeah. or it becomes, you know, kind of a, a part of office politics you know, you review my code and then I'm going to review and I'm doing air quotes your your code and we all just going to give ourselves pat on the back. And that's, that's obviously very, very bad. <laughs> there is always the uh, possibility managers can mess up everything, right? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's true. Uh-oh. We don't, we don't have enough of those on this call, I guess. Um, so how does... What are some of like the opportunities? So I think we've all agreed that the you know the manual part of code review is kind of the the valuable part if we do it right. What are some opportunities we have to make that manual part easier by um, by using automation or using tools? E I mean, easier than in the ABAP world, maybe I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like you know, linters, 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 I guess is one thing, right? Especially in like TypeScript, JavaScript kind of stuff. But like, if you, if you, and I'm not going to name names of tools, whichever they are, but like, if you, if you start from like, my linter guarantees the code has like the rough form that we're supposed to have. And then we move from that into the review of whatever. My thought is that that's better than not that. Yeah, so don't like waste time on the yeah. Don't waste time on that on stuff. Machine checking things. Yeah, I was going to throw Excel as a as a tool into this discussion, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Oh, don't forget, oh, don't forget the, the SharePoint. <laughs> but yeah, completely agree. So so do as many automated checks before the manual code review as possible, just to reduce uh, effort and uh, and do all the boring things right. Mm. Um, and yeah, getting into tooling, tooling. Yeah, so, um, so in the other world, we can look uh, to, uh, towards some of the other worlds that actually exist or planets outside of our solar system, right? <laughs> so looking into the JavaScript uh, world and uh, Python world and everything, there is kind of, um, the world is, is, those planets are moving towards using uh, using Git-based uh, tools for doing reviews, right? Um, so why not do the same thing in ABA? So instead of uh, actually having to code to, to, to develop a new code review platform that actually started many years ago but abandoned, 
um, why not use some of the tooling that all the other ecosystems um, have to use? So do a, to do a use Git, use uh, pull requests, um, and it actually gives you some trans transparency into what is actually the code being changed, because that's quite difficult, again, in a normal ABAP system. So in a normal ABAP system, you can, of course, go through all the transports, and I like doing that. Uh, double click on every object, go to change history to check out what has actually changed, right? Uh, it's a lot of clicking. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I I love using get pull requests for that reason because it's it's all right there and it's then it gives you just the change set so you can see exactly what changed and then you can just go and see the context very easily. So you can flip back and forth. Um, you don't have to spend time and um, and you don't have to and you don't end up in these situations where you're just annoying people because you're giving you know reams of feedback on code that they it turns out they didn't even change and you just made a mistake and everybody's wasting everybody's time then yeah. um, it, it's much more focused it's much more um, it's much more interesting for everybody I think um, and and less sort of time wasting and wheel spinning. Yeah, and there's a lot of different recommendations on the big internet regarding the processes using uh, using Git because that's what everybody else on the, in the, in the galaxy actually uses or, or large parts so, of the galaxy, right? <laughs> so I hear that there's a the federation, new... the Klingons, <laughs> the Romulans—they're all using Git. We do right? we so, do yeah. Romulan code review here. It's yeah. really dangerous. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, so I, I hear that there's a new guide um, that is available that, that walks through some options for ABAP code review. And we may have someone here who helped to write that. Lars, do you want to talk about the guide a little bit and what sort of, um, I don't know, what brought that into being? Yeah, what brought it into being? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> actually, so I don't, I, don't, I don't remember. So I, I just... Uh, you can just look at the commit history on the guide and see, yeah, <laughs> see who brought see it. Who started it? <laughs> there's always a lot of different things going on, right? And, and sometimes focus shifts towards one thing, and sometimes it shifts towards another thing. But the basic idea is to to try to uh, to make a, a document that shares some uh, some options and insights um, into uh, how to do ABAP-based uh, code reviews. Um, and this is an open source document uh, in the style guide repository. So everybody in the world, in the ABAP world, uh, can actually um, uh, share and collaborate on, uh, on this document to, uh, to add their insights uh, and other possibilities of how actually to do a code review setup. So. This document uh, I've started writing together with Christoph Pohl from SAP. And as of two weeks ago, it's out. So it's actually in a state where it uh, doesn't look too bad. Uh, hot off the presses. Yes, hot off the presses. <laughs> um, but we kind of, so it's out and it kind of, so to get it out, uh, there is a nice, okay structure in the document. Um, it is not perfect. It's not, uh, there's a lot of things that, can be covered, but everything has to start somewhere, right? Mm. And and just like we talked uh, about code reviews in general, it, it also talks about code reviews in uh, in general, moving over to specific tooling 
and then moving over to actual specific setups with uh, with code to implement into the ABAP system actually to perform code reviews. So it goes from the very high level actually down to having actual code that you can actually implement into your system to have a process running. How long How long did it take this document to to be birthed? Oh, you can look at the commit history. Um, okay. But <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> since since the start of the year, so and I think just just Google it. Yeah, I've not had enough time for it, uh, and <laughs> there's a lot of other things always happening. So it's not like something that we worked on twenty four seven, right? Right. It, it's a moving process, just like our code. It evolves over time, getting better uh, step by step, day by day. Yeah, great. So it's. Uh... The, the the burning question, of course, is how do you do code reviews for the code review guide? Um, but I think that's actually relatively easy for English writing. <laughs> you just look at the pull request and read it. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it's a, no, it's a great guide. It, it's a it's in PDF format. If if people want to go find it, it's on GitHub um, under the SAP or so GitHub slash SAP slash style guides. Um, and then you can, there's a folder in there for the ABAP code review guide. Um, oh, okay. So I guess you should put a .com in there if you want to actually get to that address, but and, whatever. And an important note is that uh, everyone can do code reviews. Uh, you can get pull requests. Uh, yep. Under the assumption that it's running a system uh, higher than 702, you can use uh, some uh, some Git tooling uh, for that that you can actually install on the ABAP system from 702 and up. Um, we have not covered Steampunk, um, and of course, a prerequisite for doing ABAP code reviews is that you can actually do ABAP changes in the ABAP system to to actually have something to code review. Um, so it, it's actually pretty broad and possible. For I'd say ninety over ninety percent of all ABAP installations, actually to get this started uh, in a way that um, will not totally change the way you do ABAP development in uh, in your ABAP system, mm -hmm. which I think is, is so. It's it's a small stepping stone to to start getting some code into Git, start uh, doing some manual code reviews, and then you can build a lot of things from there. So as, as, as Paul mentioned, we need to take ego out of the code review process. To me, ideally, we should take out the person out of the code review process as, as much as possible, because that definitely relieves all the potential kind of interpersonal tensions either in the teams or it could be just part of the culture is either it's a corporate culture or it's um, maybe based on the nations and traditions and i think ashwin probably can talk more about the um, cultural side of uh, just kind of team dynamics and um, senior versus junior developers um, so I, I, ideally, yes, something that allows you to bypass um, vulnerabilities of humans in the code review process would be would be great improvement. So talking about um, uh, some of those things is then so so who actually does the code review? So you mentioned juniors versus seniors. 
Uh, I think that that's up to the team uh, to decide. Uh, my personal opinion is, and that is that I, sometimes if I, I'm doing some uh, lead development, then I, then my opinion is I just like two people to do the code review. Um, so I don't really mind if it's two seniors reviewing uh, their code or two juniors, a junior reviewing a junior code. Uh, I just from my perspective, want to foster the, the sharing of the knowledge, right? So what does the code do? Um, and anyone that just shares something or collaborates on something will help the team to move forward, right? Um, uh, also not to take up all the time of the senior people so they can actually uh, have some time to actually do some ABAP development meetings. So, so you're saying that the senior people can fix all the things that junior people messed up? I'm kidding. No, no, no. I'm saying the opposite thing, Ryan. Del <laughs> delegate and, uh, and share knowledge, uh, no matter disregarding uh, the or uh, not looking very, very much on, uh, on experience. Yeah, when you review, you learn, right? And it's just, it's just as important or more important that juniors learn by doing code reviews as that seniors do, right? And of course, that's up to every team to actually decide how to do this. Mm -hmm. Ashwin, what are your what are some of your thoughts on on structuring code reviews and, and making it work um, for teams? Yeah, um, I think um, um, we should um, start doing peer review uh, early in advance. Uh, like you mentioned, not moving reviews at the end. We have seen 50% of the scenarios are like, uh, even today we are seeing the situation where we are going to production in a week and now we are doing design review, code review. But we have also seen uh, several instances where immediately after you do a build, before you even do, you know, uh, when you are doing a unit test, you give the code for a review, maybe a peer review, um, and you review your buddy's code and uh, your buddy will review your code. So that way, you know, uh, like you mentioned, as a backup, we can, I, can, I can be there when my buddy is away and he can be there when I am away. And we understand uh, what part of the logic he is working on and what I am working on. That way it will help uh, uh, more. But I don't, I don't see any barrier should be there here. Uh, uh, a senior is reviewing a junior uh, code uh, and vice versa. I think it's more of uh, you know, uh, getting that, uh, uh, building that confidence and comfort level between the teams, uh, keeping all the ego and different other things aside. As a team, we should uh, collaborate, basically. Share ideas, uh, go through the code, uh, understand different perspectives, I think that will help uh, uh, in a positive way to motivate all of us. Yeah, well said, well said. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that motivation piece is really is really key. And I think I think reviews can really help with that actually in, in terms of fostering collaboration. Um, Unfortunately, a lot of the times they don't work that way um, in, in enterprise projects, right? Um, but we, we really have to be mindful of that and, 
and try to get to that point because there's so much value we can get out of them. Um, it, it's really a shame when that's not found, um, when that value is sort of left on the table or, or when they even, as they often do, kind of provide negative value in some ways. Yeah, the team should figure out what actually works for the team. So if doing a manual code review doesn't work, uh, then don't do it, Brian. Uh, yeah. But that, that, that there's probably a lot of other problems behind, uh, behind that. Um, but perhaps there are some other problems that are more important to tackle than actually doing a manual code reviews, right? I think it's 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 a great point. There is no one size fits all here, just like in many other situations. And uh, again, if if by chance any IT managers here are listening, I, I think they really should uh, listen to their teams first and figure out what works for them before imposing something that's just gonna end up at best as as wasted effort. Anyone who has listened to this far into the podcast. Please leave a review saying that you listened this far. Uh, use the keyword. Blink uh, twice. Blink. Yeah. <laughs> type Just type blink twice into the review and we'll know that, we, that you heard us say this. And with that, we can start to wrap up. Um, <laughs> the, I, I, so I wanted to throw out one last question, which is kind of just to get everybody um, to, to, to give sort of one, one suggestion. And it can be, it can be a crazy one, but what is your favorite um favorite code review related tool? Uh, any language, any technology, I don't care. Uh, Paul. Oh man. Uh, I, I just picked the most confused looking person. <laughs> <laughs> man, let's see if I can like weasel my way out of this one. No, here's, here's I think my favorite tool for code reviews is Zoom. Mm-hmm, okay. Anything else for me? Because like again, this is this is my take. Of is that course, with or like, without screen sharing? <laughs> you have to you have to scrawl the code on your face, <laughs> and then we'll like you swipe it off. And no, but the, like the the for that for that initial like here's how it kind of works. Here's that flow thing. Like that person to person communication is like that's for me. That's the most the most amazing and beautiful thing about any kind of like collaboration development kind of stuff like without that i don't care what your linters are i don't care what your tools are whatever if the people are in agreement and working like as colleagues gold great uh lars yeah so uh, favorite favorite tool yeah. uh, so obviously i should not say excel right we have a bit now. That, that's a joke and everything. I, I don't like Excel or, or Word or PowerPoint or anything like that. But yeah, I'm, I of course um, uh, hold the white space uh, checks very dear to my heart, right? Um, um, yeah. And and for actually for for checking this uh, uh, in ABAP, I wrote written my own tool right uh, so uh, the ABAP lint project that is a linter uh, for ABAP. Uh, it does a little more than just check white space though right? yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so basically uh, just to give a, a short line it's a it's a standalone tool so that means it can run uh, in your browser 
or uh, uh, when pushing a commit to a GitHub or GitLab or whatever, uh, then checks the uh, the upper code according to uh, some configuration um, and then outputs the errors. Uh, a bit like uh, Code Inspector and ATC, but except that it's standalone. And, and that's actually quite important when doing uh, code reviews because then in a, in a code, Git-based code review setup, you have the change sets and just the changes of that developer. Um, and that is the thing actually being checked. Whereas it, where if you run a syntax check or ATC in an ABAP system, you get uh, the results of the current state of that ABAP system that might not be the same as the change set. Um, and this is a tool Again, uh, I, I do tooling uh, due to uh, desperation, right? And uh, not not because uh, of other things. So, and and it started uh, uh, along with the other Git project. So we had pull requests coming in, right? And I was to, I'm a very lazy person, um, and a lot of the review comments was, "Oh, we need to uppercase, lowercase, uh, add Hungarian notation, do an indentation, or something." Uh, so that was taking up too much manual time to do something that computers could actually check. So I started writing that tool and yeah, it's grown to uh, to much more over the years and will grow forever to take over the entire galaxy from the Klingons, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> it, it, is, it even incorporates now a uh, an ABAP runtime. So soon it will soon it will take over ABAP entirely. Yeah, yeah, yeah so... <laughs> So, don't tell. Don't so, tell oh, that, that's, that's a long story, but, but once, <laughs> once you actually start writing something that can actually look at the ABAP language, right, and do abstract syntax trees, then in it's not too far of a jump to. to you might as well just write an interpreter. I mean, yeah. how hard could it be, right? Yeah. <laughs> so there's a transpiler thing that translates the ABAP code to JavaScript, so you can actually run ABAP script in the browser or on serverless, or on any Linux platforms. Uh, of course, there's a lot of bots, 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 but but, but don't do that, uh, and it doesn't work. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Abab Lint is my favorite go-to uh, tooling. Great. Uh, Ashwin, do you have a you have a favorite tool for that's uh, code review related? Yes, we do have tools, uh, but. Keeping all that aside, uh, being a developer, I think he should be very conscious when he write when he writes any code. Uh, I think he, I think that should be inside a developer that I should be adhering to all the best practice. I think we have to do uh, all those all those things from that base level instead of uh, you know going uh, far ahead and finding out things. I personally um, you know look that way like. I ensure I follow all the guidelines, standard practice. And even today I do run code inspector, extended program check, ATC beforehand. As and when I write the code, when my code reaches to a logical, uh, uh, you know, a, a logical block, I run all of them once my uh, code is syntax free. So that way I get to know periodically doing these checks uh, I can refine the code beforehand, um, but I don't have any tools as such. Like Lars mentioned, uh, I still did not go to that extent uh, where I have to use those automated uh, uh, tools. But um, yeah, 
those will come um, handy um, mm-hmm. as well the the brain is a is a yeah. good tool to use uh, i think when you're programming <laughs> i feel that way but yeah yeah that, that's great cool uh yelena so it's not a code review tool per se but um i I feel like I should sing praise to good old extended check because it's available in SAP GUI, available since version, I I don't even know how far back it goes. And I have somewhat nostalgic feeling about it because to me it was um, kind of a gateway to the rest of the tools. It was the first tool that I used out of the, the whole suite that exists right now with ATC and code inspectors and all that. And that tool really, uh, the findings of it, they really got me thinking, hey, you know, I really should do things better, (laughs) maybe. Um, And it is extremely helpful, especially if you are a solo developer, um, as sometimes is the case in in some smaller companies, especially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Paul, I'm actually prepared to answer my own question this time. Do Um, it. My my favorite tool, we we got some good ones there. My my favorite tool is... um, is well i have a lot of them but my favorite tool is GitLens, actually the or, or tools like that where i can go and look at a code base or a piece of code and when i'm looking at a particular method or a particular line of code and i'm reviewing it and i'm and i'm always and i'm saying why is it why is it like this like what what happened here what went wrong or or you know whose idea was this it, you know it looks great i want to know more and it will tell me everything about um, about when it happened and who is involved and what other code changed at the same time. Um, it's all right there in my text editor. Um, it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> it's like it's like it's like X-ray vision for your for your code. Um, so I, I love that kind of tool, that sort of GitLens type of tool that makes the makes this flat code just more by adding these all this metadata to it right there in the in the editor. All right, that's it. Everybody, everybody shared their tools. Everybody talked about what code review is. Um, it sounds like we're all largely in agreement. Um, I'm kind of shocked, actually. Um, but yeah, thanks everybody for joining us tonight. Um, again, we had we had Lars, we had Paul, we had Ashwin, we had Yelena. I'm Ethan. Um, yeah, thanks everyone for listening to the Mindset Nebula. Say goodbye. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.